Hello, you guys, and welcome to day 10 of our 21 day pelvic health challenge. Can you believe it? We are nearly halfway through and I just, I can't believe it. The time really has flown by and I really enjoyed doing this challenge so far. And now I knew kind of from the get go and had it outlined the topics I wanted to chat about over the course of these three weeks, uh, as I've gone and done each day, it's been really cool. And even I've been a little bit surprised at just how well things build on each other. It wasn't necessarily something intentional that I did. I had just, like I said, formulated all the topics and take, for example, I mean, the last few days, the last few days we talked about pressure management and that led me to talking a little bit about how um, we don't want to overtense our muscles and how we need that relaxation for pressure regulation. And that brought us to yesterday where we were talking specifically about how muscles work and what overtensing our muscles does and how stress can be part of that, which brings us directly to today's topic, which is stress and how it relates to our pelvic floor. So you guys are going to know a little bit of this because again, we've built on the last few days and this isn't brand new information, but I do want to talk a little bit more about stress and how it does relate to our pelvic health. Now from the get-go, I do just want to say that I'm only going to be giving you guys a very very, very, very brief overview of stress and specifically how it relates to the pelvic floor. So obviously this could be a huge topic and could likely be a 21 day challenge or really like a 576 day challenge in and of itself. Stress is a huge topic. There's so much to it. We aren't even going to a little bit, uh, scratch the surface, but I just want to talk briefly about it so you guys understand in terms of your pelvic health. Okay. So from the get-go, that's your little disclaimer. And the reason stress is such an important topic with regards to our pelvic health is really because believe it or not, we oftentimes will hold our stress in our pelvic floor. And that translates again to holding that tension and creating a weak, tight and poorly controlled pelvic floor that isn't really doing what we needed to do. And that could be something that we have going on, going back to that analogy of the people on the, um, like the assembly line. So that could be something going on that we don't necessarily yet realize because we don't necessarily yet have symptoms, or it could be something that we do actually have symptoms, but we don't identify them as being a pelvic floor or stress related problem. Or then we could have symptoms that very much are evident and something that we're actively working on. And the reason, or not the reason, but the idea that we hold stress in our pelvic floor, it's essentially called a pelvic stress reflex response, which basically means that our pelvic floor muscles will actively contract in response to a physical or mental stress. And we know there's a lot of reasons people feel stressed these days. And our body and our brain doesn't necessarily know the difference between true um, like stress that we need to be aware of in terms of survival or the day-to-day -day stress that may or not, may or may not be hugely related to our survival. So you can understand how stress very, very directly relates to our pelvic floor. And right, that goes right back to that pelvic stress reflex response that I just said, where those muscles will actively contract in response to stress. So that is a direct relationship. But there are more ways that are related a bit more indirectly. 
And one is a bit of a hormonal component. And so there is a hormonal component to stress. And again, not going to even barely scratch the surface of this. This is going to be, I want to say even whatever less of Cole's notes is, that's what's going to be just a very, very brief introduction to hormones. But when we are exposed to stress, which can be good stress or bad stress, the body perceives it and essentially activates this feedback system that releases certain hormones. And this system ends in the release of what's known as epinephrine or essentially adrenaline, norepinephrine and cortisol. So these are three hormones that you might've frequently heard of. So epinephrine and norepinephrine are a released immediately when that stressor hits and they break down super, super quick. Whereas cortisol takes a little bit longer to be released. It takes about 10 minutes and then it circulates a bit longer in our system around a couple hours. And so this is a normal response. This happens. This is not necessarily a bad thing, but when stress becomes chronic, this can become a bad thing because essentially what happens is we run out of the nutrients that we need to produce things like cortisol, and then our body can't actually produce it anymore. And that means a lot of people in a chronic stress state actually have a lower um, amount of cortisol in their body. And this essentially puts them in that, like I said, that exhausted state. So it's super commonly seen with people who have a pelvic floor dysfunction, and we often see it with people who have what we call comorbid conditions related to the pelvic floor. So this is where um, a lot of disorders or conditions or dysfunctions are very interrelated and they have a lot of overlapping symptoms that we can't necessarily tease apart. And this is when there's usually something like the pelvic floor dysfunction. So those two tense muscles, but then other conditions like interstitial cystitis, endometriosis, vulvodynia, IBS, or a variety of different symptoms or different disorders. So again, super abbreviated, barely scratching the surface, but this shows us that stress leads directly to increased tension. And then it can also lead to this feedback loop, which can cause um, a depletion of the nutrients in our body that creates cortisol and can quite literally lead to exhaustion. So what happens to our pelvic floor is it learns to stay in a semi-contracted state, this tense state, and we lose the functional strength and functionality of these muscles. We lose the stability. And again, just we have these muscles that aren't working optimally. And not only that, to bring this topic really, really full circle with all the things we've talked about so far in these 10 days, a lot of times when we're stressed, we also tend to hold our breath and we don't even realize we're doing that. So this is just yet another way that stress can negatively affect our pelvic floor. Now, I'm certainly not an expert in stress. And so this is my push to you that I absolutely unequivocally recommend that you talk to someone who is an expert with this. If you are someone who is dealing with a lot of stress and maybe struggling to do so or struggling to manage it, there are so many negative effects of chronic stress in our lives. And obviously today I'm, I'm talking from a pelvic health lens, but I cannot express to you how incredible it is to talk to someone who is an expert in this and can really help you move through your stress and learn strategies to cope with it um, and self-management kind of ideas and tips and tricks. The tools and suggestions they offer are 
so important. So if you're someone that struggles with it, I really do encourage that you reach out and chat with someone. And if you ever are like, I have no idea who to talk to, uh, reach out to whatever health professionals you do have, whether that's your doctor, your physio, chances are we have someone that we can send you to or, or recommend. So that's my little uh, push if you are someone struggling with a lot of stress. And otherwise, the tips I want to offer you today are not going to be new information to most of you. It's going to be something that you've probably heard about already because stress is a topic that we hear a lot of in popular media and social media, um, in any sort of you know, self-help, self-development. So a lot of these you guys might have heard of, but sometimes it's just really good to hear it in another way. So great tips to manage stress. So practice deep breathing exercises. So you can go back to that day we chatted about breathing and try that out. See if you can do some of the diaphragmatic breathing. There are also so many other breathing exercises out there. I won't get into the details of them all. If you ever guys, if you guys ever need help, feel free to, you know, chat with us and we can offer you some suggestions, but tons of breathing exercises out there. And that is a really good stress management exercise. In terms of your pelvic health specifically, what you can do is you can spend some time in what we call a constructive rest position. And what this position is, is it's laying on the floor with your knees above your hips and your calves resting on a stool or on a couch. This is a lovely position. Doing some breath work while you're in that position can really help reduce some of the stress you might be feeling in the pelvic floor and in general. Another specific thing to pelvic health and the stress associated with your pelvic floor could be to go through some hip and pelvic floor stretches, things like happy baby, the pigeon pose, child's pose, those things from yoga, they tend to be really great options. I always hesitate to give specific stretches out in um, kind of an avenue like this, only because ideally we know the person and what works best for them. So I do loosely say these are great exercises, but they may not be for everyone. So again, talk to your, to your healthcare professional about that. Other important things for managing stress, talk about it. Like I said, talk to somebody who is an expert, talk to your support system. Don't hold it all in. Don't hide it all. Uh, that can be really hard for so many reasons. Uh, and then finally try yoga, meditation, mindfulness. These are all really great tools and something that we might just chat a little bit about tomorrow. So there you guys have it, your cold note version of stress and how it relates and affects the pelvic floor. I want you guys to kind of think about these tips and tricks that I offered today. Maybe pick one that you think might be reasonable or realistic for you to try. And then in the next couple of days, if you're feeling some stress coming on, or even if you're not, I encourage you to try one of these and see how it feels. Thanks guys. Chat tomorrow.